Buenos dias from Gardner's Bay. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update for the week of September 2nd, 2021. Ten minutes of what's been happening in Venezuela during the week, every single week. So here we go. The rainy season in Venezuela has turned tragic. In the state of Merida, in the west of the country, the heavy and constant rains caused a trough and landslide in the Valle de Mocotilles on the 26th of August, leaving dozens of families homeless and, so far, 20 people dead. Although many people from other cities were mobilized to give donations of clothing, drinking water, food, and medicine, members of the Socialist Party of Venezuela, with the National Guard, prevented some of the resources from reaching the neediest and forced the donors to drop them off at government headquarters to be redistributed. The rains have affected at least five more states in which rivers have risen and have put many homes at risk. Outside the country, in Tokyo, athletes Linda Perez and Vera Lisbelli achieved the first gold medals at the Paralympics on Tuesday, the 31st of August, both in the 100-meter dash. Perez competed in the T11 category for athletes with visual disabilities and ran alongside her guide. For her part, Vera Lisbelli competed in the T47 category for athletes with limited mobility in the upper part of their body or absence of limbs, which is the case with Lisbelli. Also, Luis Felipe Rodriguez won the silver medal in the 400-meter T20 category for athletes with intellectual disabilities. Also abroad, Eduardo Battestini, Juan Guaido's government ambassador in Colombia, warned about the issuance of false passports and extensions of passports due to the slowness of the immigration office, SAIME, to issue passports, many Venezuelans go to managers who speed up the procedures by paying additional amounts. However, false passports and extensions have been detected that can bring legal, administrative, and criminal penalties abroad, for which Battistini asked Venezuelans to be attentive to when applying for passports and extensions. Now to the economic arena. The Telefonico company has injected more than 100 million euros since 2019 into Movistar, its subsidiary in Venezuela, due to the crisis that the country is going through. In 2020, the creation of various voluntary special reserves for more than 50 million euros was approved in order to maintain the operation of Movistar in Venezuela. Although Venezuela is in Telefonico's HISPAM group, which includes all of Latin America with the exception of Brazil, the company has special considerations with Venezuela due to its hyperinflation. In Chile, Venezuelan migration has skyrocketed. Due both to the pandemic and the need to become independent, many Venezuelans have created their own small and medium-sized enterprises, thus causing the Venezuelan Chamber of Commerce in Chile to create groups to categorize Venezuelans in different fields, such as real estate, gourmet, non-profit organizations, or professional services, among others. The organization aims to create partnerships with different committees, creating development plans to help the growth of its members and propose plans for innovation and social and environmental responsibility. On the 26th of August, the economist David Licheri, during the presentation of the first study 
prepared by the Venezuelan Peruvian Chamber of Entrepreneurs and Executives, Kevin Pei, revealed that Venezuelan migrants and refugees generate a net fiscal impact of some $35 million in Peru, a value that could climb 113% if the Andean country promoted efficient public policies in favor of the labor and economic insertion of this migrant population, such as making the migration regulation processes more flexible and evaluating the elimination of the limiting percentages that restrict their hiring and remuneration. A study carried out by the Center for Latin American Monetary Studies, SEMLA, specified that Venezuelan migrants send an average of $155 monthly remittances to their relatives in the country. The highest remittances are sent by those who reside in the United States, with monthly amounts of approximately $200, followed by those who live in Chile and Spain, who send around $150. The report also reveals that more than 30% of the households that receive remittances, these resources constitute the main source of household income. In the North, CITCO, the U.S. subsidiary of the state-owned Petróleos de Venezuela hopes to restore gasoline supply to Venezuela after sanctions are lifted, said Carlos Horda, president of the company. Since Juan Guaido was appointed de facto president in 2019, due to U.S. sanctions, Citco operates as an independent company and does not trade with Venezuela despite being its subsidiary in the USA. At the last meeting of ministers and other high authorities of culture, and tourism of the Bolivarian Alliance for the Peoples of Our America, People's Trade Treaty, ALBA-TCP, Venezuela proposed to establish cooperation ties with China, the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, SENA, and the Arab League in matters of culture and tourism, since Venezuela wishes to reactivate international tourism in the country. Switching headlines are still prevalent surrounding COVID-19. The official Twitter account of the Sputnik vaccine published on Monday the 30th of August a photograph announcing the arrival of more doses of the vaccine in Venezuela. However, minutes later, the announcement was removed from its account, and hours later, the Venezuelan Ministry of Health announced that the account information was false since no vaccine had arrived in the country. The first doses of Sputnik arrived in May, and so far thousands of people are waiting for the second dose of these vaccines. And last but not least, soccer star Lionel Messi arrived in Caracas in the early morning of Tuesday, August 31st, as part of the Argentine national team ahead of the game Thursday, September 2nd, against Venezuela in the South American qualifier for the Qatar 2022 World Cup. The match against Venezuela will be played at the UCV Olympic Stadium and will be Messi's first after leaving Barcelona FC. It will also be one of the first large-scale events in the country after the quarantines due to COVID, and therefore the capacity will be limited and all attendees must present a negative PCR test to enter the venue. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. If you like the show, share it and subscribe for more. We want to know where you are listening from, so drop us a line at our brand new dedicated email, venezuela at rorschach.com. 
and let us know what city or town you're in. You can also find us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela or on Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima! Thank you.